Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport, brought to you by Zwift, the cycling app that makes training fun, because fun is fast. I'm Graham Wilgos, talking stage 11 of the Tour de France with Sir Bradley Wiggins. Yes. A little bit different to yesterday, the Was. stage, but also, let's set the scene, we're outside in the sun this afternoon. Yeah, I'm still in the sun, I'm frazzled. Yeah. I know how Orville the Duck felt now. <laughs> well, you recorded in the pouring rain after yesterday's stage, but it was a scorcher today for you. It's still scorching now. Scorcher yeah. today for you out on the bike. And yeah. um, you've just about rehydrated, haven't you? Yeah, and it was, um, I was pretty frazzled when I came off the bike. But um, I think, you know, listen, I was on a motorbike. I, I can only imagine what the riders felt like. That was a hot one out there. And it was on like Donkey Kong from the start again today. Um, again? Yeah. I mean, there was a <laughs> rider 11. at the back. Within 10 kilometres, a French guy from Arkea, Arkea Samzek, um, who eventually abandoned just after Tony Martin crashed, actually. I watched that crash happen. Tony went down a ditch. He's got a degree in falling off this tour. <laughs> Poor old Tony Martin. I felt what? for him, actually. You know, and he just knew straight away it was an abandonment. The ditch was about a metre down, and he went arse over tit and into it, and... Um, you know, it was just that there was ditches on either side of the road and it was at the start when everyone was trying to move up. It was straight line and he's obviously trying to get up to get in a breakaway. Was it a pinch, a pinch point? No, it wasn't. No, simply I think just a, uh, you know, a, 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 that many riders on the road all trying to move up. Lots of attacks at the start. And Tony came a cropper on his own, actually. It was a real shame to see it. He knew straight away that he weren't going to get up. Um, shortly after that, uh, an Arkea rider got dropped who sub- subsequently abandoned. After that, Dan McClay was hovering back and forth off the back of the bunch, got dropped several times, came back. He was really trying hard, Dan. I gave him a bit of encouragement at one point, and then he eventually abandoned. Brutal today, brutal. Just talk us through exactly what happened with Tony Martin, because I know the cameras didn't pick it up today. So, yeah, Tony was just, I think, just one sort of 30, 40 men back on the outside of the road, so on the edge of the road. Um, it was a straight road. We were doing about 55, 60 kilometres an hour, and, and simply just, they're just guys are just trying to move up not as teams just individually and it just needs a little ricochet and you know it's that sort of domino effect and Tony's just gone off the road because there was simply nowhere to go we've seen riders on the TV in the first week running up on the grass like Julian Alaphilippe and people like and they can simply hop, 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 jump back onto the road but once you once you went off the tarmac it was a ditch and Tony went down the ditch um, on his own which is probably why there wasn't a pile up because he didn't try and jump back on the road mm. um, and, and it, so that tells me it was simply just you know it wasn't a touch of wheels or anything it was just simply he got pushed off the road and there was nowhere to go other than the ditch which is why he crashed on his own uh, the day started horribly then for Jumbo Visma. They've had a, a, an awful lot of bad luck mm. this tour losing their, t- their team leader Primoz Roglic uh, today turned into something of a, a glorious day for them and, and a masterclass from Wout van Aert on yes. Mont Blanc 2 um, talk us through his, his victory because well I didn't see any of it um, I was with that breakaway at the foot of the Vontu on the last time up and I had to shoot ahead 
and um, we shot ahead then because it's a difficulty getting past. I heard the race radio till we were out of reach, and obviously I'd, I, I heard that he'd, he'd gone away on his own and solo to the finish. Um, and that's about as much as I know of the race up to that point. So yeah, I told most of the day, other than the final, really. Well, he um, absolutely smashed two laps of Mont Ventoux. He's taken his fourth Tour de France stage win. On different terrains as well. It's on brilliant. Dif- on different terrains. He's got a team terrains. time trial. Well, he's got a sprint. He's won a mountain stage. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, th- I think we've got to talk about his versatility. He's, he's as, incredible. As well as... as World cyclocross champ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and winning San Remo, winning yeah. Ghent Wevelgem, winning Strada Bianchi. He's, he's Belgium's national champion. Yeah. Um, and today, he outclimbed some of the, the greatest climbers at the Tour de France. He did. It's Bernie Eyes will just put a bottle of beer in the bin. Bernie, oh, Bernie. You, <laughs> how are you? Subtlety. It's never, never your forte. <laughs> it's too hot. You need a beer. It is hot. Thank you, Bernie. We'll catch you in a bit. Bernie Eisel. Bernie Eisel, everybody. Um, and his personal chef, David. <laughs> his personal chef. <laughs> Tom Humphreys, our Eurosport cameraman. Trek Segafredo were on one today. Kenny Ellison and uh, Malcolm Olimer. Yes, they um, they lined them up. Nibbly was there as well at one point. Nibs, yeah. Um, um, he's... he's Kept a low profile up until yeah, today. Um, but Van Aert outclimbed them all. Yeah, and, um, um, and he's they were really driving that breakaway. Yeah, um, I thought Sean Co- Sean Kelly's comments were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sure, yeah, about I mean, Mollimer and how selfish she is, and I'd never really noticed that before. But obviously, I take Sean's word for it because yeah. Sean spots everything. Give us the line. Um, what, what did he say? Something about? Can we can we play it? Well, let's play the line now. It's not a thing normally you do. When a rider, you know, wants to share the work with you, you kind of, you know, stay with him. Uh, but Borgo Malema, you know, he just doesn't, uh, he doesn't think about those things. He seems to just use the guys and then uh, just piss off up the road and leave them there. <laughs> use the vernacular. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's all right, Sean. I left you to apologise. As Sean says there... They, uh, they went on, or Mollimer went on off up the road. Um, yeah. not, the, not the best decision. No, no, but um, it's just that's the way it panned out. But Van Aert, I, I, was, I thought Julien Alaphilippe, I think he fried himself today, Julien. Yes. He went very, he was, from the start, he was, he was going away. He was away with Quintana at one point. Too hard, too soon, you um, think? And it was funny, actually, just because I was at the back of the peloton with every acceleration and every attack that Julien Alaphilippe was making, which was coming over race radio. Um, Cav and the rest of his team were getting dislodged. You know, so it was that real sort of contradiction in, in what they were doing. Of course, no one will deny Julianne his day, and he's done. He's been a tremendous teammate to Mark Cavendish, and at some point, he's got to go up the road and try for himself again. Um, but Cav was in good hands. You know, he had Tim de Klerk there. Um, he had, of course, um, Michael Morkov and a couple of others. They were all there together, looking after each other. So um, then Cav got through safely. Pat's on the back all round again Cav today. Was, we I saw what, Cav, Cav cross the line. Riding, I didn't see him a lot cav today because yeah. i'm at the back obviously i see a lot of people coming out the back you very rarely saw cav which is a good sign which means he's hanging in there mm. um so you know he's going from strength to strength cav black shorts as opposed to all green today yeah well he wore a short sleeve jersey so he can undo it yeah with the skin suit you can't always undo it you see yeah. that's why they wear short sleeve jerseys which do you prefer and you've got more pockets because the skin suits have only got two pockets you know tend to be so i always wore a jersey yeah i liked I like to be able to unzip it in the mountains, but and color color scheme. Do you prefer the black shorts? Black shorts. Cav was always adamant on black shorts. Very, you know, he's very historic, historian like that. And he's gone. He's gone all green twice, though, in this tour. Yeah, but only with the world champs jersey and things like that. Anyway, mm. yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a really tough day. Every day's been tough for the riders. There's not an easy day in this Tour de France. Um, 
the heat today, the roads, it was up and down all day. It was a long old, long old day for the riders. And Van Aert, again, we were just talking about him and just this versatility. Um, what what more can he do? We said the other day, I think we said on the podcast, didn't we? Maybe he'd sat up on purpose so he could attempt to try and win a stage. And it looks like he did that because obviously he was second on GC, <laughs> sat up in the second yeah. day in the Alps. Second in the sprint yesterday. Um, and um, he's salvaged uh, Lotto Yumbo's tour from this yeah. race. But d- d- Don't worry. If I can't win a sprint stage, I'll go and win the But the, I, the, the I was behind him at the start yesterday, actually, when I was on the bike. And he was coming through the cars getting some bottles or something. And I'd, I'd never really raced with Wout. I just retired as he was coming in. Yeah. Um, but what a class act he is on the bike. You know, aesthetically on the bike, he's beautiful to look at. Resplendent in his Belgium champs jersey. He's got the chiseled calves. You know, he's got the nice tan. He is... He looked like he's born to be on that bike. He's made to be on it. He's at one with the bike, and it's beautiful to see a rider like that, that quality. And he, you know, he's only he's done so much already. But you know, it sort of seems funny to say he's got a great career ahead of him because <laughs> yeah. you know it's amazing to think what he might achieve in this sport. Indeed, um, and not the only bright spot today for Jumbo Visma. Jonas Vingegaard, um, he's moved up one spot on GC. Um, and that's courtesy, courtesy of Ben O'Connor um, being dropped on the second ascent of Von 2, which means Carapaz and Rigoberto Uran all move up one place um, behind Tade Pogaccia. Um, Vingegaard not only kept pace with Pogaccia on that second climb to the summit of Von 2, but inside the final two Ks, he outclimbed him. He got to the top first. He, yeah. put, he put some space between himself and Pog. Pog perhaps having you know a bad day by his standards. See, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. It'd be interesting, yeah, but it did go over 2,000 metres twice a day, which makes a big impact on the riders. So mm. this tour is not done by any means. Mm. And obviously the altitude will suit Carapaz, but there's not many more times we summit over 2,000 metres, is there, in this race? There was some criticism for, for Ineos, again, for basically giving Pogaccia uh, a, 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 a free ride um, up Von 2. Um, so you saw Kwiatkowski and Port working. Yeah, but what um, are they supposed to do? And Pog just, well, they had to test him. So this, this is what they yeah. said afterwards. Look, hey, it'd be nice if another team took it up. Yeah. You know, Ineos, good on them. You know, they're having a go. Um, at least they try. You know, no other teams try. I saw Jonathan Vowers in the village this morning. I said, why don't you not have a go? And he's like, well, you know, we might just sit back and uh, kind of see how it goes. You know, it's like... Uh, have a go. Apparently, Uran's numbers aren't great, but he just hangs in there with no, his sort of sheer guts and determination. Yeah. Apparently, his numbers aren't great. My lottery numbers were <laughs> last week. <laughs> you know, if you don't buy a ticket, you can't win a raffle, can you? Yeah. I don't know this. I mean, that's so negative, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Just get up there and have a go. You know? I mean, it, I don't know. So, at least Ineos are having a go and they're putting a strategy together. Yeah, it doesn't always work out and they might face criticism, but the criticism you know um, to be fair to them at least they're having a go and they're taking it on and they're not lying down you know and that's good on they'll they'll do that to paris so yeah good on dave being in yours on a personal note we talked about it a little bit yesterday how did you find von two today and, and being up there and, and um going past tommy simpson's it was memorial. great went past twice Give him a salute the second time. Obviously, I was doing a bit of TV piece the first time up here, which I think we have. We do. Let's uh, let's hear it now. Would you like to hear it? Let's play it. The Mont Ventoux is so synonymous and so steeped in history, of course, with one man, Tommy Simpson. 13th of July, 1967, that man lost his life on this climb. He was British. He was in the top 10. He was fighting for, for, for the yellow jersey to try and win the Tour de France. He started it all for all of us lot. The great Chris Froome, of course, the great Geraint Thomas, Simon Yates, they're all there riding today because of that man. 
and we must all pay and homage and respect as Homie Simpson because it, was, it wasn't for his exploits and the likes of Barry Hoban and everyone else that rode in that era for nothing, nothing more than bread and water, we wouldn't get the chance to do this today. It's such a privilege to be in this position. It's such a privilege to be a bike rider. Everyone knows, of course, how he lost his life. It's been well documented. But a, a wife lost her husband that day and two little girls that still call their father all this time on daddy. That sums it up for me. It's a very human sport. That's why we love it. I'll hand you back to the commentary team and I'm going to tip my hat to Mr. Tommy Simpson in a little bit. Brad, a really touching tribute there to Tom Simpson um, and a tribute that will have meant a lot to an, uh, an awful lot of people, not least his, his daughters. Um, yeah. Who, who you've been in contact with a few times. Yeah, you? no, I know them quite well. Um, I'll always keep the memory of Tom alive, you know, because um, it's part of the history of the sport. Which I could have spoke all day on it going up that mountain, but obviously we've got a race to sort out. But yes, I'm, you know, it's no secret that I'm in love with the sort of the story of it and the, the romantic side of things. You know, he, he was, um, yeah, it's, it's always a very tough subject to talk about in some ways, but then at sometimes I could talk about it forever. But I mean, I rode the 50th ascent of the Vontu in 2018, 17, 18, I think, we forget which year it was, 18. So sorry, 2017, it was 50th anniversary. Afterwards, down, down in, in Bedouin, I was talking to his daughter, Joanne, and she said, um, she, she thanked me for the support and all that sort of stuff, but she, um, she still very much um, defends her father and that, because obviously there's a lot of talk about how he died, which you know, no one really gives a shit about anymore, to be honest. It's about the human side of things. And she said um, that when I won the tour, she took a picture of me to his grave, and put it on it and said, Daddy, this guy's just done what you tried to do. You know, I thought it was very touching, very humbling that was. Enormously uh, touching. Yeah, and she said he would have been proud of you, which was, you know, touched my heart immensely. And uh, that was partly why I sort of did that thing today, because I thought it was important going up there. I always want to, you know, for, for the sake of a minute on TV, um, I'll do that bit. And I meant it, you know, and um, yeah, I just think that, that whole thing about daddy, you know, they, the two girls still call him daddy because they're obviously about eight years of age, six, seven, eight years of age when he died. So they would have only known him as daddy and time stopped there. And, you know, I, th I think that sort of sums it up for me in terms of a, a human, you know, someone, a woman was widowed that day and two little girls lost their dad. So it shows you there's more to the sport than, than just cycling and no one deserves to lose their life. And, and Tom was a, you know, a catalyst for, for why we're so many blessed with so many British riders today, because he came over in an era when it was very difficult to do it and gave up a lot and sacrificed a lot and lost his life for it in trying to attempt to do what we almost become accustomed to now and sort of institutionalised to be our British tour winners. Mm. A really, really important bit of history to keep alive. So thank you for doing that. Can we just touch on your own little bit of history as well that you keep in a, in a carrier bag in the spare room? Yeah. <laughs> no, my medals, so are in a, my medals are in a Sainsbury's bag. Or a co-op bag, actually. And my trophy's just in a Sainsbury's bag. Yeah. Brad, we're fortunate to be sponsored by Zwift, where fun is fast, but it also unlocks performance. Great app, but we use it in very different ways, don't we? We do. I mean, I tend to go on sometimes with my son now um, and just try and keep up with him, really. And it's a way of riding together and, and grouping up with other people, maybe a few people, friends that live in London, if I'm up north or vice versa, because, um, you know, you can't always get on the roads with people. I've been on there with Matt Stevens, um, and I've also done some live Zwift sessions through Lecole and caught up with the likes of Victor Campanot and Fabian Cancellara on it. So it's a great tool. I'm a big fan of being able to get on there at short notice without having to organise a, a group ride in real life, if you like, um, and just buzz it around with a, a few mates. 
Yeah, there's always someone on there that's willing to ride, even if, you know, it's a good way of making new mates. It is. Even if your mates aren't about, there's group rides, a massive community of pros on there, people exactly like, well, exactly like me, exactly like you. And I believe there's some um, Olympic-inspired routes on there, isn't there, Graeme? There are. You can explore the Mercury Islands to get you geared up, ready for the Olympics. And I believe there's a seven-day free trial available. Well, just in time for the Olympics, there's a seven-day free trial, a special offer. Find out more, download the app today. Tomorrow's stage then, Brad, we've got 160 kilometres just shy of into Nîmes, stage 12. Um, you can see... We'll be another step closer to coming home. Another, well, sadly, but uh, let's, let's not talk about us or it coming home just yet yeah. even though that's what we're going to go and do after we finish recording this evening what going home uh, but yeah <laughs> that'd be nice uh, f- fingers crossed for for Gareth Southgate wishes the tour was a year long don't you I do well. love it you're living, living your best life out here in France look you've even try got not the Cox Sportive t-shirt on from Decathlon let's try not to talk about how, how excited I am about being here here's one for you I got my second vaccine jab this morning unexpectedly would you want a medal I don't, I don't want to meddle. The vaccine jab was enough. Um, but I just think, you know, that's how amazing it is uh, to be a part of the Tour de France, however small a part, um, or just be around the Tour. And there they are. Um, giving out vaccines. Yeah, vaccine rollout. Mm. Uh, Pfizer, great. Here you go, sir. In and out in, in half an hour. Good. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. Wonderful. Um, how do you feel now? I feel, I feel fine. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel like Bill Gates falling off. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's stage, not quite as straightforward as we might think, is it, looking at the profile there, with one Cat 4, sorry, Cat 3 climb, um, is it one, because it's lumpy, one for the break or one for the bunch? I would say tomorrow, based on the way the last few days have been, it's got to be one for the breakaway tomorrow, a sizable break. You think Um, enough people have saved energy today? Yeah, good 20 riders. um, The the gaps are big enough on GC. I think Cavs team won't be interested. There's only one categorised climb, but you can see by the profile it's lumpy. He got he punched today. He was in the break, wasn't he? Dan Martin, yeah, yeah, yeah he was up there early. Um, so well, I don't, I see, I don't think that's there's not enough vertical meters in that for no, Dan Martin, but it's lumpy right? and it's round Nîmes. Um, it's 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 a tough region. This and they call it in France la chaleur. You know that the heat, it's like a dead heat. The roads are sort of narrow and lumpy, up and down, left and rights, and um, it's going to be a tough day that tomorrow. Yeah, and, it, good, good. and every time they get onto a plateau or some sort of open section, there's just enough wind and they'll do a left and a right and it splits the peloton and it's a tough region. So there's no easy day, but I expect UAE to just ride tomorrow and they'll be, they'll be, they'll be happy for a break to go. I would imagine, this is what I was thinking on the bike today, actually, whether it, obviously Ineos played that card today, but at some point now, they need to leave Carapace behind because he can obviously marshal himself and, and attempt to sort of um, try and win a stage salvage something with yeah. someone like Richie Port or Dylan Van Baal and get up into that move and they didn't have anyone in that break today obviously they had bigger they had a, p- a plan towards the end of the race but it'd be nice to see Ineos win a stage and come away because they, they've um, it's not for the want of trying and they've really had a go mm. and Van Baal has shown us this season that he's well capable of doing yeah, that yeah Kwiatowski as well all right, Brad. We'll uh, we'll see how it uh, how it pans, pans out. out tomorrow. History for for one man might just have to wait. We will leave it there for this episode of the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosports, brought to you by Zwift. Explore, train, and compete on the cycling app where fun is fast. Brad, thanks again. Thank thanks you. also to our producer Pete Burton. You can follow Eurosport on Twitter at Eurosport underscore UK. Plus, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Download, subscribe. 
and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. From me, Graham Wilgos, and Brad, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.